Micro Monday again, the microcast where we get to know members of the micro.blog community. I'm Jean McDonald, Community Manager at Micro.blog, and on this episode, I'm very pleased to welcome Jazz, who is Jess Raj, that's J-A-S-R-H-A, on Micro.blog. Hi, Jazz. How is it going today? I'm very well, thanks, Jean. Um, thanks for having me. Kind of evening where I am, I know you're just getting started, so it's always fun to do these across time zones as well. Yeah, and... <laughs> I would say across weather zones too. We're having a heat wave, and um, I am—I've pulled out one of my ice packs from my knee surgery and put it around my neck <laughs> so that I can. Oh my, wow, that is. My new apartment is not. Um, I mean, I wouldn't run an air conditioner during a podcast anyway because of the hum, but uh, it gets a lot of light, which is a great thing, except when it's a heat wave. And uh, I'm, whatever, I'm not going to complain. By the time this podcast is published, heat wave will be over. So, uh, but I I do notice that on micro.blog too, that people, uh, whatever weather phenomenon they're having i'm thinking oh gosh that sounds bad and then it'll be our turn and i'll be like oh i think it's about 35 degrees centigrade base i looked it up before (laughs) so it's going to be not right this minute but um for oregon that's pretty hot um or 95 celsius uh, fahrenheit for for the fahrenheit listeners but anyway, enough about the weather and me. Let's talk about you. Um, would you like to tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you do? Sure. So um, I call myself a, a writer and a writing coach. Uh, I curate a, what started as a blog and then a podcast and has now become my business, INF Club, uh, which is for INFP and INFJ uh, writers and creatives. And those are Myers-Briggs personality types, for those who might not be aware of those four-letter acronyms I've just mentioned. Um, I I left my uh, 9 to 5, or actually 8.30 to 6 job in the city six years ago. And it's been a journey of career and soul exploration since then. And that journey continues. Um, I'm currently doing my second stint of digital nomading um i'm in madeira they call it the pearl of the atlantic it's springtime year round Mm. um it's really not it's been perfect uh, perfect temperature sometimes a little bit too too hot we're never happy are we Um, but even (laughs) even on even on the mornings when it's um it starts off cloudy um it kind of brightens up and it seems to the last few days it's hottest at, in the evening, about six seven p.m., which is which is interesting. Um, but yeah, I guess that's that's me in a nutshell. Um, yeah, one of the things that you have in your uh, bio on micro blog that caught my attention is you also call yourself a slowpreneur, like right. an entrepreneur, but slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that because uh, I, I've. I've been embracing the slow for a while, but uh, what does that mean to you? Yeah, that's a great question. It, it's a meaningful word for me, hence it's one of the few, it's quite a short bio I've got. Um, I think uh, kind of 
after realizing working conventional job wasn't for me, I kind of had quite a pretty good sense that I wanted to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, I was reading uh, tech startup, venture capital story type books, um, and I very briefly went down that route. Um, or rather, yeah, I, I was trying to uh, start a, an alternative to university, uh, and I quickly realised that 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 a that first of all that sort of business wasn't for me, and then latterly, even as a one man band freelancer, um, you know, blogger, what I'm doing now, I've realised that I've really for myself just had to go slowly and and honour my um, my my body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because when I'm when I focus on end goals and metrics and and um, financials, it doesn't lead to good outcomes. Uh, I'm I stress myself out. I can kind of overwhelm myself, burn myself out, etc. Um, so I'm in a fortunate position where um, I've created the space for me to be able to go slower um, and have some space to. Uh, get to a point where you know INF clubs making more money and and perhaps it'll I don't think it'll it'll ever have to be my only source of income um but yeah slowpreneur is a word I've kind of learned to embrace I think initially uh I was a little bit afraid of being judged Mm -hmm. uh but I never the word entrepreneur never really resonated with me I think all sorts of things come up for me when I hear that word um, even freelancer. So mm-hmm. I guess I've all those things I've said, and I was just really finding a word to that I felt that I I, I fit into. Um, and yeah, it's nice to hear others who also, um, yeah, seem to seem to kind of resonate with it. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, it's been um, like twenty years since I've had a jobby job, as it were, um, and mm-hmm. I was. So got into freelancing and web design in the 90s, and that sort of steered me into tech and to software. But um, I have been in startups, and boy, is that not for me. <laughs> right. And also the end goal is is not for me either of like, let's build this really quickly, and then we'll have whatever they call it. You know, a liquidation event sounds terrible. And... Uh, Boom, we'll have a lot of money. And I'll be like, but what if we like the company? <laughs> we want to keep it going the way it is. Uh, so anyway, I mean, it's that all the experiences have been good um, in the sense that I learned a lot. And I, I got to work with nice people. But I'm, I'm enjoying um, micro.blog so much as a, um, you know, as my main uh, area of employment now. And part of it is because we, we have long term goals and, uh, liquidation is not one of them. So. Yeah. Uh, that, that really comes across. And I also think so many of us are multi passionates. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this narrative out there and kind of this conditioning that you leave your job. And then you start this one thing and then that's it. Whereas I talk about this messy middle, which I feel like I've been navigating since I left 
a, the jobby job world, to use your words. Um, and then the second thing, thinking of slowpreneur, is uh, one of the reasons I'm doing what I'm doing is because freedom is really important to me. It's probably one of my highest values. Um, building an online business, I have realized, is comes with it takes a lot of time to. Yeah. build trust and get going the sort of business that I'm trying to build. You know, I know people in my similar sort of blog space, coaches who, you know, someone might be on their mailing list for five years before they um, start working with them. Yeah. Someone might be on there for many years and, and never, uh, you know, um, purchase a, a coaching session or a course or whatever it might be. So I think I've realized kind of it's a, I'm thinking in months and years rather than, and, you know, days and weeks these days. Yeah, that's, I can definitely relate to that. And also I will say I, I am one of those people who can be on a mailing list for years and then say, Oh, I really want to do that class. It hits at the right time or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, I, I mean, I have had this ex exact experience with, um, a coach who was very influential for me. And, and then, then I didn't do anything for like another five years. And then they were doing something that resonated again. And yeah, so people, um, yeah, that, that just giving that out as, as encouragement, you know, for, for people who, who wonder, will they ever become clients? Well, they they could just because they haven't become clients so far doesn't mean they won't become clients in the future and uh but anyway that's uh we could do a whole podcast about that um, we, we we could yeah <laughs> so maybe i i should switch up uh and the focus and talk about microdot blog a little bit because that is uh what brought us together and uh what um our audience is as far as i know is primarily the microdot blog community and um maybe you can tell me what got you interested in joining microdot blog i would love to oh my word where do i start um <laughs> i i so I, I came across microdot blog through someone um on the platform called rishab oh yeah we we connected through actually virtual a world domination summit last summer oh. i was hosting an event on i think building online community or something like that um and i think i just saw or he mentioned or i saw on his page that he had this microblog handle and he introduced me to someone else who also used microblog and i was started digging and um i uh i'm, I'm currently only on twitter um for again uh work, more business online business purposes and it looks like and gosh i'm really not the best advocate for talking about my stuff but <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm sighing before i've even said it I'm, I'm about to make an instagram account oh um my goodness like i was just i've just been thinking i really wish uh i can make you know microblog could be my only channel and you know <laughs> People could find me and then uh, happily ever after. But but I think for me, um, it was the the intimacy and and the, and the and this the safe space that I felt on microblog. Um, mm -hmm. I found myself 
quite I think I've only been on the platform a couple of months. I've already found myself doing some interesting things which I would normally not do. Um one of them thanks to you, it was a photo blogging challenge. I kind of jumped in midway and it was pompous setting. Um <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of selfies and yet I found myself embracing that. Um there's just a really lovely welcoming feeling. Um and I'm told because I I don't quite remember I don't think I was around necessarily mm-hmm. that it's like the early day it was like the early days of the internet. And it very much feels that way. Um and then another thing I have to say is I I'm a writer and I do a lot of journaling so I do a lot of writing just because I um writing for me is about self expression and kind of sharing my stories and if we look at I guess what a blog or a diary was it's um it's not necessarily meant to be in sound bites mm-hmm. um so I like that I can share longer form pieces and use it more as um just like a notebook for myself um mm-hmm. as much as for you know connecting with other people um so yeah I, I like I said I've been in Madeira two weeks and I think I've shared three or four updates all longer form with pictures because I'm treating it as like an online notebook um, for me mm-hmm. um selfishly and um perhaps as a I really love it when I find someone online and then I'm reading their stuff and then I stumble a, a, across a, another hidden part of their digital garden and so I love the idea of someone who's come across myself and INF club and things I'm putting out there and then discovers my microblog and there's a whole other window in my life that they can peer into um so yeah a few things there yeah yeah i think um certainly um it does have a bit of that early internet feeling just that discovering blogs and blogs were just blogs they weren't um, right. businesses yet they weren't i mean obviously people some people were using them as businesses but i've definitely watched from this perch um of having started in the late 90s and then um i used to attend the blog world and new media expo um, really to meet podcasters more than bloggers. And I went to a lot of sessions with great people, you know, and who have great ideas and it's great. There's a lot getting out there and being shared, but it's, you know, that feeling of like, here's what you do to get the most like engagement and the most, you know, uh, money out of your blog or, you know, here's how you turn your, your passion into a business. And, and I think, you know, it's a very appealing idea and it works for some people, but it definitely changed the character of the internet. Cause i I more go around now thinking, what are they trying to sell me here? <laughs> As opposed to like, Oh, cool. Look at this person with their, you know, first of all, every web design you know, before there was WordPress or anything like that was like, oh, in my opinion, like a, a marvel of in- engineering and creativity because somebody, you know, uh, things were new. So mm-hmm. I think with micro.blog that probably contributes as well because of course there's standard 
ways of using templates on micro.blog, but there's also folks who are building themes and sharing themes. And that's kind of exciting. You know, I think that part of micro.blog will grow. Um, and it, just seeing somebody, you know, put their creativity into what is a very, you know, regimented space, you know, there's only so much you can do on a web page. Um, and so using those constraints creatively is, is fun to see. And then, of course, Twitter, I was there fairly early on, and it was a lot of fun. Once people sort of figured out how to use it as like a, a place to chit chat with other people they knew, you know, so, uh, and especially for people who don't work in an office, uh, or work in something, but their main community is some, maybe they only see them once a year at a convention or conference or something to, to stay friendly and keep up with each other. But of course that has, um, that has shifted over time. And, and it's not that that stuff doesn't go on, but then there's the, the, um, lots of layers of, um, other kind of energy, let's say on Twitter that not, I don't care how well you curate your timeline. It's going to, you know, bleed into what you, uh, what you see and, you know, unless you, yeah, it doesn't really work that way. So, um, I, I used to be really, you know, an active tweeter. And now I do go over there because I do have a lot of friends still over there. I share things, you just usually happy things, um, <laughs> uh, pictures and stuff, but also, um, but I'm, I'm a happiest on micro.blog. I like, you know, I just look forward to opening it up and, you know, I, I have different ways there's, I read the timeline and the app, like, you know, I'm just another user. I separate that out from like curating the discover timeline. Um, I don't do them simultaneously at all because I, I don't want to, you, you, it shouldn't be surprising, but a micro.blog does get a lot of post spam and I have to wade through all that. And I want to be in one mindset reading about, you know, all the usual spam type topics with little nuggets of actual people, um, interspersed there. And that's what we, you know, we don't want that stuff to spill over. That's, I, I don't know. I'm starting to lecture you now on micro.blog, but I do, do, you know, feel strongly about one of the reasons it works is that we, we don't make it easy for people to spam your timeline. Um, or, and unfortunately, sometimes that means it's hard for people to find you, <laughs> but we're trying to figure that out as we yeah. go. Yeah. It's, um, you took my, the words out of my mouth or the, perhaps the thoughts out of my head when you said, um, you're talking about Twitter you know, I'm someone who, uh, yeah, did, did just my, I'm very conscious and aware of boundaries and digital boundaries. And with Twitter, you know, I've used lists and I've unfollowed and, um, uh, what else have I done? There's a, there's a, an app called better Twitter that hides mm. likes and retweets. And it's still very difficult, nigh on impossible to really create just a, the container that I, I, I want. Um, and there's a lot of, uh, I see a lot of writers on there, which is why it's mm-hmm. my preferred platform, uh, well, mainstream platform, perhaps. Um, 
um i hope there's no offense cause there and i honestly well actually do i hope microblog is mainstream perhaps not because <laughs> oh, I, I wasn't not, even <laughs> it might not be the place that it is if it was mainstream yeah um, no but i but, don't think um, that's a even an aspiration and, right that comes that that comes across um and i'll be honest gene i've been i've been trying to get a lot of people onto microblog mm-hmm. i've been um, myself, myself and um, Lawrence, who's at mm-hmm. Warner, so we actually have met and become friends through Microblog, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I've not been on there so long, um, and we and we were both talking about, yeah, like I'm, I'm really trying to get my a lot of my Twitter friends over, um, and um, yeah, something like a. We're always looking for how we can improve to make it as user-friendly and as easy to join and as, you know, engaging in its own way. I think a lot of people on micro.blog would like to see more people they already know and Mm -hmm. have tried to encourage people to come over. And I have certainly done my share of that. Um, And, you know, possibly as a, uh, community project, we should uh, maybe give some thought to what's what could be better um, that would make it easier to get your Twitter friends over to Microdot.blog, the ones who would like it, you know? Yeah. So it's not for everyone. I agree. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't know if it could be something – referral based or just yeah i'm, I'm sure it's, it, you've given this for thought but yeah again exactly that a, a lot of my existing friends on twitter um and i've already i've mentioned it a couple of times on my newsletter in other podcast episodes mm-hmm. um because i've got a very strong feeling that a lot of um folks in, in the I, inf club uh this is their like they would have a really great time on microblog mm-hmm. they just don't know it yet because <laughs> they've not experienced it you know yeah i mean I, i'm the first to admit that i i think we have not um nailed it yet in terms of i mean i i personally didn't really understand micro.blog <laughs> for the first several months exactly how I mean I didn't really understand even though Manton told me and I signed on to work with him I what it's you know why it is the way it is like I would in the beginning be asking for features and he'd say well well we don't do that because of this reason or um I don't know like where can we have retweets or whatever and now, you know, having been on it long enough, I can see how, you know, there's just a certain um, texture to the Microdot blog experience that, you know, we're very conservative about changing anything um, because we don't want to upset that balance. And once it's upset, it would be hard to reestablish. Uh, on the other hand, I, I would like to make it still a bit easier for people to understand what micro.blog is doing for them. You know, it is not just Twitter without likes. <laughs> so. 
Agreed. And um, I, I really applaud Manton, actually, for, I think, seeing a bigger, more wholesome picture rather than because we're humans and we all have egos. And my goodness, I'd be lying if I said I don't check how many likes and tweets I get on a thing. And it yeah, must be so too. easy to want to add bells and whistles. But yeah, like you say, difficult balance to strike in terms of wanting to to grow organically and in the right way but without upsetting that apple cart which like you say would be difficult to reverse once mm-hmm. um you, you know perhaps you've you've implemented something and, and moved in a certain direction so i don't i don't envy the two of you in that regard <laughs> no uh, but uh, you know i just want to put it out there that we um we are conservative but we're open-minded uh and so we um we enjoy getting feedback and and things that have changed a micro.blog you know come from like people wanting to use something you know a certain way and uh we if it seems to fit with the platform then we we try to implement that so i just want people to know they they can feel free to provide your constructive criticisms or ideas. And on my end, I will try to continue to make it easier for you to um, recruit your friends. Um, yeah. On the other hand, I have to say, if all my Twitter friends had come to micro.blog in the beginning, I wouldn't be having the same micro.blog experience that I'm having. So most of the people... I interact with a micro.blog I wasn't interacting with or even knew of on Twitter. So in some ways it has created space for new people such as yourself to um, come to my attention and, you know, for me to follow. So there's so much less tech and Apple-like stuff in my micro.blog timeline than there is on my Twitter timeline. And I, I think that's been good for me. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a really interesting point. And I just wanted to uh, pick up on a point you mentioned before in terms of the openness to receive feedback. And in my experience, yourself and Manton have really been wonderful. And you come across as very open and approachable in that regard. Um, I, ju- I just thought perhaps it would be useful to ask, um, how how do you like to receive questions feedback suggestions mm-hmm. um, would you like people to get in touch in a certain way to to one or to, to both of you or um oh interesting. Yeah. yeah i think we could be clearer about that because um we certainly respond to uh mentions in the microdot blog timeline yeah um and that is a fine way to provide feedback if it's okay. if it's short <laughs> If it's right. longer, emailing it to Manton and also to me, Jean, at micro.blog um, is is fine as well. And, yeah, sometimes it's hard to sort out what is customer support versus platform, re- you know, requests. And so right. if people don't know where to write, you can just ask us on micro.blog <laughs> as well. But yeah, don't ever feel uh, that you can't just at message us on micro.blog if you have a um, 
a question or a suggestion um, because we're on that timeline all the time. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, but I'll yeah. be more clear about it. I, I think you're right. Like we we could um, w- we could make it clear that there's a, uh, a a good place where suggestions are um, collated and you know acted on or not acted on, but. But anyway, I think uh, we probably have to wrap this up. I don't even want to look at the 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 thermostat in my apartment right now because if I did, I would melt from uh, uh, just from the shock of how warm it has gotten in this last little chat. And but but before we do, uh, Jess, is there anything else you would like to add or? answer that I didn't ask you? Um, n- no. Um, I, okay. like, like I said, I, 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 not at all. I just yeah, wanted to say um, it still feels like pretty early days for me here. Um, and uh, you said something earlier about it took you a while to kind of figure out micro.blog. I think everyone has their own experience with it, and that's one of the beauties. You can kind of choose which way you go with it. Mm-hmm. Um and I've just really in, enjoyed being um, part of. Uh, I, I, I thought I was, I thought I was uh, fairly early. Something tells me in, in its lifespan. I really hope that I, that, yeah, this is early. Um, it feels like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoy. Uh, yeah, I really look forward to seeing where it where it goes from here, um, because it's refreshing and it's and it's awesome. Um, and I'm very grateful. <laughs> To both of you, um, and perhaps a third person, I should say, also who's a developer. Is that right? Yeah. Oh well, Jonathan Hayes. He's done. Right. He's done a lot of work with Manton, even in the pre microdot blog days, and he's okay. very much uh, part of the team for building the apps um, with Manton. But I really appreciate those kind words, Jazz, and also I really appreciate you taking the time to do the podcast with me. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, no, it's been wonderful to connect with you. Listeners, if you want to follow Jazz on Micro.blog, there will be a link in the show notes, or you can go to micro.blog slash Raj, which is J-A-S-R-A-J. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Mm-hmm.